<laughs> so we're going to be in John 8 tonight, and I want to focus on a new concept for us tonight. And I want us to think of it in this way of what am I defined by? Am I defined by my identity or am I defined by my sin? Because last week, what did we talk about? My roots. That's it. We just talked about roots, that they hydrate trees. I took you to science class. I mean, part of it was. Being myopic. Being myopic. That's mold. I did talk about mold. What did uh, that illustration have anything to do with? Tell me. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Embellish on this for me. So it starts very small and you can't see it. Mm. And then it grows and then it becomes. Man, you guys are just so blessed. <laughs> Talked about the Canadian thistle weed. Yep. Grows back. One thing I didn't touch on with the Canadian thistle weed. What? Maybe we should start over. You guys just want to restart the night, maybe? Let's just... Yeah, Blake, you want to do announcements again? We'll just kind of restart. We'll do worship all over again, maybe. We'll throw, a, throw a reverse card out. <laughs> reverse, reverse. Okay, so... Do we have to say everything backwards? Um, yeah. <laughs> So, one thing I didn't touch on with the Canadian thistleweed is, yeah, you still need to cut it, but you also need to poison it. I was thinking of this while I was walking around on the property back there, and I was looking at all the stumps that my, my, my friend cut. I was looking at those stumps, and I was like, I remember. The enemy tried. The enemy tried to take away me unrooting these Canadian thistleweed, but then it took me having to go in and actually poison them. And it almost kind of made me think of like, sometimes the enemy almost tricks us into this word repentance. It's like this fake repentance where he's just like, cool, cut it off on the ground. Nice, it's gone for a little bit. But meanwhile, you know, he comes to steal, kill and destroy. And, and he's kind of tricky sometimes, you know? So he kind of tricks us. Sometimes he freaking uh, disguises himself as an angel of light, right? Yeah. And it's annoying. Correct? Oh, yes. Huh? Got to poison him with Jesus? Is that what you said? Yeah. And I, yeah, cool. Let me read something real quick before we get into the actual scripture that we're going to be in tonight. Um, I just want to read this. It's in John 7, verse 37. Um, 
On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, whom those believed in him were to receive. For as yet the Spirit was not given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Glorified meaning in heaven, resurrected. Yes? Sorry. Uh, so, I just wanted to kind of start with that, and then we'll end with that verse. If I forget to end with that verse, please remind me, because I need to end with that verse for everything to kind of be beautiful and make sense. Okay? Um, so, I want to talk about what we are defined by. So often, as people, we only think about the negative, right? It's kind of why I have a job, you know? I have to point out the negative so that I, that's quality kind of thing, you know? That's why Jaden has a job, because there's negative things happening and it needs corrected, right? All of these things, and as humans, as Worldly, as fleshly people, we're, we define ourselves by the negative of who we are, of what we're surrounded by. You know, you don't go to a movie and say the good things about the movie, correct? You say, well, they should have, especially if it's like... Yeah, oh, cool. Well, thanks for ruining my illustration. Okay, here, let me put it this way. When you read the book first, and then you're like, oh... Oh, the movie. I can hear you both saying this. Like, oh, they missed this part. and it, it should have been in the movie. Yeah, I can hear both of you saying that. So, got him. <laughs> so, you don't read a book and then say, okay, let's make a movie. That's what I did with Passion of the Christ. You know, like, man, they left out a lot of good things. Oh you know, I'm serious. They did. They missed a lot of things. I'm not being silly right now. It's like, man, you just like focused on the gruesome stuff. What about the, the rest of the life of Jesus that he sacrificed for us? I got some beef with that movie, but I mean, thanks, Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah, I will say, hey, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> I think they can say a lot of things about them. I cool. Don't know if you're being funny or not so, <laughs> I've been kind of in a silly mood all day, so just bear with me. Silly goose time. So, um, yeah, like I said, <laughs> I don't have notes tonight, so this is gonna be really fun for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were praying before service, and I was like, Lord, I have no idea what you want me to speak on. And then he said, the, the line in the sand. And I was like, cool, now I know what to speak on. And that's what we're going to speak on. So um, John 8 is all about this. We'll read it, um, So just so you know. But I'm going to give you a summary, and then we'll read it again, okay? Um, so in John 8, you're going to see these two opposing sides. You'll see Jesus, and then you'll see religion, yes? And then you'll see this woman that's stuck in the middle. Yes, she, yes, she's actually an adulteress. And um, they're like, all right, we need to stone her. We need to stone her. Whoa, whoa. The religion side, not Jesus. Good thing. Um, the religion side, yes? yes. And Jesus says, 
uh, says nothing, walks up and draws a line in the sand. Yes? You guys heard this story before? Yes. Cool. We'll read it tonight. Don't worry. This is a really good summary, though. Um, He draws a line in the sand and says a huge, huge thing. And it sets apart this, what are we defined by? So often, we see our sin as higher than our identity in Christ. And it suffocates us. Yes? Who is it resonating with so far? Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. So it's cool, right? We, it sucks, actually. It's not cool at all. Um, because we look at the negative all the time. We do. We try to pick out the negative in people that we don't like. We try to pick out the negative in, in food. All of these things, right? I can't even eat steak anymore because I'm like, man, they messed up cooking it. I still eat steak. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Just only steak that I cook. Okay, so John 8. Let's, let's go to John 8. We'll start in verse... One. Hey, can you read uh, the seven again? I don't even know why you read it now. I'll touch on it on the end. Okay. Don't worry. <laughs> I have no fear. Stay fucked. No, you're good. I'm, I'm not helping the cost. So. Okay, John 8, 1. Yes? Yep. It says, um, yes, they went each to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives early in the morning. He came again into the temple. All the people came to him, and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, and placing her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Verse 5. Now, in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? See what was happening here? Yeah, they're kind of trying to trap. Jesus. Yes? They did this multiple times. Does anybody know another time when the Pharisees tried to trap Jesus into something? Yes, the temple tax. Good, good. Thank you. Okay, um, and then verse 6. This they said to test him, like I just told you. <laughs> oh, trap? Dang, what translation? Um, the weird one. What is it? Mine's NIV. It's okay. It's the Bible. I don't care. I'm a huge fan of the message and the passion, too. It's If you think man can mess with the Bible, you got bigger problems. Okay, verse 6. That was my little soapbox, soapbox moment, right? For the people in the back. This... Further than you guys, don't worry, yeah. Uh, Verse 6. They said this to test him, and they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote, oh, sorry, he wrote something, wrote with his finger on the ground, and they continued to ask him. He stood up and said to them, let him who is without sin among you to be the first to throw the stone at her. Ooh. Verse 8. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they heard it, 
they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. Oh, sorry, the older ones. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? No one has commanded, oh, sorry, no one has condemned you. She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I. Jeez. Uh, Neither do I condemn you. Go, and from now on, sin no more. So you've probably heard this, maybe you've heard this story and the, the preacher talks about, don't judge your brothers and sisters. That's, yeah, cool. That's great that he talked about that. Um, but we're not talking about that. Cool? We're going to talk about how are we defined. You'll see these two extremes operating in kind of, kind of in competition. Yes? There's the rules and there's the relationship. Yeah? Do you see these two sides? Yes. Which one's the rules? Who? Who in the story? The Pharisees. Thank you. And then who's the relationship? Jesus. Do you understand if you are bound by rules, you will always feel guilty and you will always focus on your sin? Sin will hold a higher place in your life than who you are in Jesus. Does that make sense? <sighs> what I say? I don't have notes tonight, man. You're gonna have to just re-listen to it. <laughs> it's on Spotify and yeah. yeah. What is it? Say it. Seriously. Say it. Say it. If you focus on. If you're bound by rules, sin will always hold a higher place in your life. Sin will always hold a higher place in your life if you are with Christ. You understand who you are. Something like that. What? Something with relationship. You got this. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, listen to it back. I'm just leaving blank, like, yeah. Place. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't print out the outlines for tonight. Um, so, <laughs> seriously, I don't know how you guys are going to focus. Okay, so again, if you're bound by rules, you got no shot, okay? You will always have this, like we talked about in the past, this level of guilt, yes? And it will suffocate you, yeah? Who's been guilty before? Who's been suffocated by that guilt? Oh, cool. All, we're all on the same page. Well, I'm preaching to the choir tonight then, yes? Okay? So this is, this is essential, correct? Maybe just giggle about it afterwards, huh? <laughs> Jeez. Hard to flow and... Jeez, we need to reverse. Get the reverse card out. Okay, so again, 
just so I can start getting back to it. When you follow a bunch of rules, you will never add up. Correct? Mm -hmm. Do you know that the law was actually torn down and is dead because of what Jesus did? Correct? I think that's amazing. Yes, there's still good things, correct? There's still awesome things. But what you'll actually discover is when you follow Jesus in a relationship and you're intimate with Jesus, yes? Actually, all of those laws come to fruition as a byproduct of your relationship with Christ. Okay? It's not, we have to shatter this mindset of, I have to do this right. No, you just need to follow Jesus. Right? That's it. I mean, it's simple. It's really straightforward. You just follow Jesus. I know why I belittle this concept so often, because it is easy. Who has met somebody for the first time and then they became really good friends with you? Yeah? That's happened to you. Cool. So you can do the same thing with Jesus because he's a person. Right? It's that simple. Right? What did it take? What did it take to become friends with that person? Huh? Intimacy. Well, hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But like, what did it take? It took time? Yes? It took care? It took effort it took i want to right there's people that wanted to hang out with me growing up and i just didn't want to and they're not friends with me correct mm -hmm. that happens it's okay i don't hate them but it's just the way it goes i have to want to live with jesus i have to want a relationship with jesus right i got fed rules my entire childhood growing up like, Lex, you're doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, and this wrong. And actually, Lex, you don't even read the Bible right. And Lex, you don't do this right. You don't worship right. All of these things. That's what I was fed my entire childhood. Up until I turned, well, 18. 18 and then I kind of didn't, didn't care anymore. And I was like, I'm going to just follow Jesus. Right? That was how I was raised. Right? Everything had to be in paper and it had to be a checklist, right? My, uh, the first baptism I ever had to do, I ever had to do, I made that sound like it was a drag for me. <laughs> the first baptism I ever performed with somebody, um, I had to uh, go through a huge, huge, huge checklist in the pool with that person. It was cold water, it was uncomfortable, it was a long, long list. Why? Because that's what, what, how I was raised. It was, okay, we've got to make sure that they say yes to all of these things. Right? Very, very legalistic, correct? Right? Is it inherently bad? No, they're still trying to do good. I'm not dogging on that, correct? But at the end of the day, I'm telling you a better way, right? This woman in the story in John 8 saw what relationship looks like. She saw what grace looks like. She saw what Jesus looks like. What's amazing is that she said, Lord, in this. Oh, my. It's like really cool, right? All of these guys are trapping her. Meanwhile, trying to trap Jesus, right? You'll notice when you're in a rules 
Pharisaic, Pharisical, Pharisee mindset, Pharisee Sadducee mindset, like these guys, you'll notice that that will actually trap Jesus at the same moment. It'll actually trap Jesus. And what I mean by this is it'll actually trap you on who you actually believe Jesus to be. Does that make sense? Because that's exactly what happened in the story, right? What are we going to do with this woman? She's done this wrong. Oh my gosh. She's an adulteress. Right? When Jesus said, oh well. He said, oh. Okay. I don't condemn you for that. I actually invite you into something beautiful. I actually invite you into saying, go and don't do it anymore. Right? Hey, that sounds like a rule to you. No, you're missing the point already. It's not a rule. It's saying, hey, I care about you. I care about you and I don't want you to do it anymore. Because that actually ends up hurting you. Right? When you, when you discover that you are actually defining yourself by your sin and how you don't add up, you'll actually notice that you're, you're killing yourself. You know? You are literally suffocating yourself. Right? We've all felt this. Right? It's like, how would you introduce yourself if you were very, very transparent? Hi, I'm Lex and I'm a sinner. Is that how we define ourselves? Or is it, hey, I'm Lex, I'm a child of God. Nice to meet you. Or the way Paul introduced himself, I am a bondservant to Christ. I'm a slave for the namesake of Jesus. What is that? That's this beautiful intimacy, this beautiful unity that Jesus calls us into. Right? If we get sucked up in rules... Man, not only are we going to be really hard on ourselves, we're going to be hard on other people around us. Yep. Right? Because now that you're holding yourself to such a grandiose scale, <laughs> get it? Yeah, it's like, okay, when you, believe, when you buy into this, I am defined by my sin, I'm at, you're actually saying I'm trying to buy my own righteousness. Does that make sense? I'm trying to buy my own salvation because I don't believe Jesus can. When Jesus says, no, I, I don't condemn you for this. Just go and don't do it anymore. Right? Isn't that cool? Does that encourage you tonight? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I think it's beautiful. I think it's really, really cool that our God invites us into something like that. We're not being defined by how crappy of a person we are, but who the Lord has called us to be. What's the Lord called you to be? He's child. Child? What else? Light. Huh? Light. Light? What else? See, we need to know these before we can ever do this. What? Ambassador. Ambassador? Great. Anybody else? Friend, nice. Keep it going. Keep it going. Servant, good. Keep it going. 
Follower, very good. Child, lover, okay. Huh? Yes. That's my favorite one. People feel really uncomfortable with this next line. Everybody feels really uncomfortable when I say this. Jesus is my husband, and I'm his bride. It's beautiful. That's intimacy. That's relationship. That's who I know I am. I'm saved by grace, not by my works. Right? I'm only saved by grace, not my works. Because my works can't save me. My rule following can't save me. It's just because of who he is. He drew the line. He wrote in the sand and said, anybody else? It's interesting. He actually gave everybody else access into this same thing. But they actually left one by one. One by one. It's interesting, huh? It's sad. Exactly. They didn't see the love. Do you understand that Jesus loves you? Yes. Cool. I know that that means something on paper, but do you actually understand it? Yes. Like, to the depth of who you are. He loves you. A lot. Like, have you felt that love before? Yeah? Because we got to. We got to. Or else we will we'll struggle with this, con this concept, I believe. You know, um, we've got to. I'm trying to look something up real quick. Give me one sec. You know, that's why last, last Thursday was such a beautiful Thursday. You know, we came to terms with the crap. Yeah, which is good. It's fine. It's awesome. But we can either say, and, and let me finish before you make up my mind. Or for more, you make up your mind. We can either say, I am defined as a free person from that as my identity. Or, I forget about it completely. And I go and sin no more like the woman. Right? Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Great. If you were set free from something on Thursday, great. Praise the Lord. I'm very happy. Correct? Yeah. All of us are very happy for you. That's great. Um, I will always celebrate that. But that's not your identity. Your identity is not what you've been saved from. It's by your, who you've been saved by. Yep. Correct? Yes. So I can't go around and continue to say, oh, the Lord revealed the root and awesome. No, it's a great exercise. I think it's very, very powerful and great. Let's continue to do it over our lives. But if we stop there and just say, I'm set free from all of these things, I'm actually writing my identity up in that. 
when I need to be writing up my identity in the one who saved me from those things. Yes? Not, oh, I used to struggle with self-confidence. Like, great, I'm glad. That's part of your testimony, but it's not part of who you are anymore. Right? My testimony does not, or my identity is not me as a used-to-be suicidal person. Right? That's not my identity. Correct? My identity is not a, a person who uh, took advantage of people over and over again growing up. That's not my identity. It's actually my testimony. It's great that the Lord saved me from it, but my identity is only in Christ. Correct? Does this make sense? Yes. Okay? I don't want us to be defined by anything else but who Christ says we are. Right? Okay? Yes. Cool. Easy sermon, yeah? Now go and sin no more, yeah? Okay? That's all I'm going to talk about tonight. I want us to kind of discuss it amongst ourselves. I want people, and I don't want just all the girls to go in one place. I, I, this is a family for a reason, yes? Okay? So I want to split into three groups. One group with Madison, one group with Blake, one group with me. Okay? And I just want to kind of be real with each other, yeah? Is this okay? Yes. Okay. Um, no, does it need to be... Huh? Talk back to John 7. Oh, yeah. Okay, so John 7. Let me read it again, just because Blake. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to read the red text, okay? If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Okay, the reason I read that is because that is it actually what happens when we believe in the Scripture. What does the Scripture say? You are a child of God. And when you buy into that reality, what happens? Out of my heart flows rivers of living water. What does that actually mean? Rivers of, of living water. What's it mean? Holy Spirit. What's that mean? Uh, um, uh, yeah, nobody, everybody's scared to answer that. Oh, it's the Holy Spirit. I can't answer it. Come on, you're at the home. When Holy Spirit flows out of my heart, like Scripture says, out of my heart, my mouth speaks, what actually happens then? Actually, huh? Huh? Bring life, yes? Yeah. Have you guys seen a river? Yeah, it's a freaking river. cool. Yep. Yeah? Rivers are cool. Yeah. I love rivers, especially mountain rivers. They're really cool. If you're into fishing, you probably really, really like rivers. Yes? Okay? Because what happens is these rivers are gushing. It's not like rivers are just like, oh, cool. Nope. <laughs> that's, that's... That kind of river would suck. Rivers are just flowing. They're gushing, right? Especially mountain ones. Oh my gosh. If you just want to be like, wow, that can flow out of my heart. That's really cool. And that's really dynamic, right? Because if I carry sin in my heart, what's going to speak out of my mouth? Sin, death. I suck, boo-hoo, I'm guilty, I'm shameful, I'm full of fear, all of these things, yes? That's going to ooze out of my mouth, right? 
But if I say, nope, I'm digging my heels in. I am a child of God. I am a child of the light. Yeah? yeah. Then what's going to flow out of me? Whew, oh my gosh, it's going to be wild. Yeah. So fruits of the Spirit will all flow out of me, correct? Yep. Right, because they're fruits of the... Spirit. Good, thanks for... Yeah, that was really <laughs> good, guys. Because they're the fruits of the Spirit, right? You can't just have one and not the others. They have to come. they got to flow out, yes? Yeah. They've got to go crazy out of your life, yes? yes? Also, spiritual giftings will flow out of your life yep. because they're not yours, yeah? They're actually Holy Spirit's flow out of your life. Yes. That's why I love that song, Fall Afresh. Overflow. Overflow. Yeah? That's actually what rivers are taking care of is overflow. Do you understand that? Isn't that cool? Oh, my gosh. It's really cool. Yeah? Cool. Very cool. Great. The Thanks. only way you can have a river is if you have overflow. Yes. Or else you're just... Just a bad, bad bond. Yeah. So I, I, like I said, I want us to split into three groups. Yes. Is this okay? Yes. Cool. I told you everything is going to get a little bit more different here at the home. Um, is that okay? If it's not okay, great. Come talk to me afterwards. Or I'll explain why. Um, but uh, if you don't want to be in my group, I understand. If you don't want to be in Blake's group, he'll understand. If you don't want to be in Madison's group, he'll she'll understand. Um, but let's get into groups. Um, we'll see whose group is the largest. Yeah. Okay. Um, my group's gonna go in the hospitality room. I'm going in the. Wait, can I go upstairs? Blake, 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 Blake. Go, Blake, go, 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 Blake